Welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Hayley Maxwell, brand clarity and messaging coach, copywriter, ferocious ice cream eater and leopard print lover. If you're ready to harness the incredible brand building power of words so you can become memorable, meaningful and the only real choice for your dream clients, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Well, hello, hello, my friend, and welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast. How are you doing? I hope things in your world are absolutely awesome. We're mid-spring here in New Zealand now, and I am really, really loving the longer evenings, the nature that's coming back to life, and of course, the warmer temperatures. It's definitely my favourite time of year. There's just something so refreshing about spring and it always makes me want to refresh my office space, refresh my business, get rid of things that are no longer serving me. I don't know about you, does it make you feel like that in springtime? Anyway, that's what I've been focusing on for the past few weeks. I have also been absent for a couple of weeks because I actually finally succumbed to COVID. So I've managed to avoid it for the past couple of years, but it caught up with me. And it wasn't too bad itself, but it just left me with this real brain fog. Um, And so that's why I've not produced any podcast episodes, just really my brain was not in the right place to do it. Um, So now I am feeling much better, back on track, ready to get into it, feeling fierce. So let's get on with today's episode. And today I am talking to the lovely Suze Chadwick, a bold business and mindset coach. And she is phenomenal. And I am a massive fan of her work, her approach to business, which is a really good thing because she's actually also my business coach. And I really wanted to get Suze on to talk about creating magnetic magic in your business. The act of magnetically attracting your perfect people to you by creating aspirational desire and done energy. So let me introduce Suze to you. Suze Chadwick is a bold business and mindset coach and speaker, supporting entrepreneurs to go from business confusion to clarity, courage, and CEOing at the next level. If you want to be the go-to person in your industry or you want clients clambering for your brand of awesome source, then you're in luck. With over 15 years as a brand consultant working with global brands and entrepreneurs, leaders and teams, Suze knows what works when it comes to creating a business mindset and brand that helps you to stand out. The author of Play Big Brand Bold, host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast and creator of the Bold Business Academy and Amplify Accelerator, she now works with savvy women in businesses to create courageously bold brands, get out of their own way and build profitable businesses that take you from messy to magnetic. 
Yes, love everything about that. This is a gem of an episode and I cannot wait to share it with you. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Fierce Impact Podcast series. How are you doing? I'm good, Hayley. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, I'm so excited to have you on and I'm really excited to talk about how to create magnetic magic in your business because um, I think it's something we all need to be and do more of is to create that kind of magnetic persona around ourselves and our brand and our business. So I'm super excited to dig into this with you. Um, But I would first of all like to start off by just asking you a little bit about your story and kind of how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So I I always try and like put this into a nutshell because otherwise it can be a very long story. (laughs) But in a nutshell, so I come from a recruitment HR sales background. That's kind of where my career was. Uh, And I worked in Australia, I worked in the UK and I worked in the US doing that. So it, I had a really amazing corporate career. I know that a lot of people like, oh, I hated it and I needed to leave it. But I absolutely loved it. It sent me around the world. It gave me incredible opportunities. It taught me a lot as well that I think has put me in great stead for having my own business too. So that's kind of a little bit about my background. But when I was, uh, when I was living here, I'm in Melbourne. Uh, my boss offered me the opportunity to go and work and live in London. And obviously at 22, I was like, yes, yes, and more yes to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so off I went and I ended up being in the UK for about eight years uh, where I met my hubby and everything. And when I was working at Deloitte uh, Consulting, I was basically running their recruitment for consulting across EMEA. So Europe and the Middle East, et cetera. And we ended up having this really big brand project that happened. And we had a brand consulting business that came in and I was heading up recruitment and it was the first time I'd ever really done anything around branding. And it was like magic to me. So let's start there with the magic. I was like, (laughs) what is this amazingness? Where they were like, right, we're going to build communities and do brand activations and we're going to do all of these, like this messaging and we're going to attract people in and we're going to tell them these great stories. And and it was just like this whole production of amazingness and creativity and coming up with new ways of doing things. And I was just like this is so much more exciting than what I do, but it was definitely connected. And so that was my first taste. And so eventually I ended up back here in Australia uh, and was working for a recruitment company and had somebody come into a meeting and she was an ex Deloitte brand consultant. And I was about to go on maternity leave. And after I had my first child, I contacted her on LinkedIn and said, if you teach me everything that you know, I will work for you free of charge like a day a week. And I was in like a senior leadership role, but I just didn't care. I did not care. I knew that's the direction I wanted to go in. And I thought if she's willing to teach me what she knows, like this could really help me to move and do that thing. So she said yes. And so I, you know, on a Thursday when my baby was sleeping, we'd get on a Skype call because that was like 2010, <laughs> 2010. We'd get on a Skype call and we would be having these conversations like, what's the message you want to put out there? What is the transformation and opportunity for your community and the people who you want following you? And this was all new to me at the time. And mm-hmm. so 
jump a little bit forward. I had another baby and then I went back to my CEO and I said, I think that we should be doing employer branding. I think it's an opportunity that we're missing in the recruitment space. And she said, yes, go and do it. And so I ended up really building out this brand agency where we ended up being global. We worked with some of the biggest brands in the world. And it was all around that very first thing that I talked about at Deloitte in London in the UK, where it was What's the message? What's the magic? What's the community? What's the brand activation, which is the experience, the brand experience that we're going to get mm. people to have when it, when, when they come and, you know, work with us. And so that was just like a playground for me. I was like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Like, this is so much fun. And so I did that for a few years. And then some girlfriends were on maternity leave. They were like, I didn't want to go back. And so I ended up just over dining room tables and wine going, right, this is how you start your business. These are the messages you have. This is the pricing and packaging. This is like how you're going to build your audience. And I I was just in my zone of genius. And they were like, you have to like do this. Like you need to get people to pay you to do this, which I hadn't even considered because I was really happy wow. in my corporate job. Yeah. Uh, and so they referred me to some mates and that's how my business started. Like me going, I love this. This is so fun. Let me help you build all this out. And yeah, and that's how my business pretty much got off the ground. That's amazing. I love that story. And I love how you're in like quite a different kind of field of of work. And then you managed to, and you just had that courage and were just like, right, I want you to teach me everything about (laughs) what you know. And this is, you know, like, and that's kind of outside of the box thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And you know something I always say, my mother always taught me when you want something, ask for it. The worst thing that somebody can say is no. And then it's like, and so what? Like, then I just go on to the next thing. So I've been pretty, you know, when I, you know, when I was sort of saying I was offered that job in London, I was like, yes. Did I know anybody in the UK? I did not know a soul. Not one person. Didn't know a single person. Had I ever traveled like that before? No. But I thought, why wouldn't I say yes to this? And I ended up in New York on the same sort of thing where we were at, I share this in my book as well, uh, where we were at uh, Friday afternoon drinks. So there were like 35, 40 of us in the recruitment team and we do Friday afternoon drinks and the director uh, said, I've got an opportunity we need somebody to go to New York. And before he even, like the the K had come out of his mouth of New York, my hand was up. I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. I have no idea what you need me to do. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it's about, but yes. And he literally said, Suze, you can do it because you put your hand up first. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, just say yes to opportunities. Be courageous, say yes. And figure it out later. And he could have told me what it was and, and I may not have wanted to do it. And then I could have said no, but at least yeah. I had the opportunity. And so I ended up in New York for like two months. They did offer wow. me a job to stay there and be sponsored, but I was like six weeks off getting married. Uh, and so, <laughs> so lemon husband. I know. So the <laughs> timing wasn't right, but I'm just a massive advocate of ask for what you want and say yes yeah. before you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you just don't know what opportunities it's going to to lead to, do you? And I think that's that's the thing. If you just are willing to take those leaps and into the unknown um, and, like you say, figure it out afterwards, all sorts of amazing things can potentially come your way. 
And I love what you were saying earlier about how how when you find something you really love doing and you bring that energy, it brings a completely different energy to the way that you show up, to the way that you work with your clients. And that's incredibly attractive to people as well. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, when we think about anybody that we're really deeply like attracted to, because that's exactly what it is. You know, even when I say that there are people that pop into my, my mind where it's got nothing to do with their products and services really Mm. what it's got to do with is the energy that they put out it's the thought leadership it's the creativity it's the their values and how they communicate that and so you know when we are clear on those things and we communicate them on a regular basis that's what makes you magnetic that's what makes people go oh like i just like tell me more if you've ever felt that that kind of thing of just keep talking you know i love it sometimes i've got, <laughs> sometimes I've got clients that are like can you just keep talking to me you know when i get those <laughs> messages on instagram of i've been on a 3 hour road trip and i've been listening to your podcast the whole time like when you can bring like you said something that really fuels you and that you love to talk about and there is there's something there where you're just like oh my gosh I can't help but talk about this yeah that's that absolutely translates into other people going just keep talking tell me more and that's what you want to build and create so and I know we've touched on it a little bit already but um so if we were to sort of define it in a nutshell what is um magnetic magic like what's your definition of it Yeah it's it's really interesting it's it's that it's when you come in contact with somebody and you can't explain why you are drawn to them but everything that they do you just want to be a part of And so we can talk about how you can create that. But to me, that's what magnetic magic is. And even as we say this and you're listening to this now, there'll be certain people that pop into your head where you're like, I just love everything about them. I love everything they say. I love everything they do. I love how they make me feel. And I think that's what magnetic magic is. It's not just about them but it's how they impact you and how they make you feel. And it's that like unexplained thing. It's like, I just, I can't tell you why. Like I can tell you all the things I love about them, but I can't tell you why I have this, this, you know, magnetism to them. Awesome. So I know that you've got three parts to magnetic magic. So do you want to dive into each of those and explain a little bit more about them? Yeah, absolutely. So it was so interesting. I was speaking at an event called The Huddle in March uh, here in Australia in Orange, uh, and I wanted to talk about something new. And I was sitting and I was just thinking, like, what is it that I want to share with people? Like, I normally talk a lot about tactical stuff. I talk about building a bold brand. I talk about having a magnetic brand. And as I thought about it, I thought, what does having a magnetic brand mean? Like, what does that mean to me? And I just thought there's there's a magic there. When you have a magnetic brand, there's a magic there. And so I thought, okay, so basically we're talking about like a magnetic magic. We can't always explain it, but there's something there that draws us in and makes us, compels us is probably the word that I would use 
to be in that in that person's sphere, yeah, be in that person's kind of whatever it is that they're doing I want to be part of. And so magnetic magic is the first thing. It was kind of taking how you have a magnetic brand and just really putting it onto you. How do you create magnetic magic in anything that you do? So that's the first thing. The second thing that I thought about around if I can build magnetic magic, which draws people in, what does that actually mean? What does it do? And so for me, when I think about the people I love, it creates a done energy. What does that mean? It means that I am not looking for anybody else. You're my person. You're like, there's a done energy as in I am done. I'm done. I'm here. I'm here for it. You let me know what we can do together. And I'm like all in. And so that done energy comes from whatever that magnetic magic is, is that you're like, I'm all in on this person. And then the third thing was really around, I might have that done energy where I'm like, you're my person. But if I maybe not, I'm not there yet. Like I can't afford to work with you. Maybe my business isn't where I need it to be right now to be at that level, Um, whatever it is. Yeah. I might have small kids and I can't really invest the time then they become an aspirational desire. And so for me, and I've had that on my vision board before, I know who I aspire to work with. I'm like, one day I'm coming for you. (laughs) One day I'm going to work with you. I don't know when, I might not be ready right now, but I know that I'm coming for you. And so those were sort of the three things when we took it out of purely just the business and branding perspective it was those three things that I feel like are, you know, I guess a flow that we go through. Number one, you're my person. Number two, you're the one, like I'm done. You're the only one I want to work with. And number three is you're on my vision board and I can't wait, like I'm coming for you. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some of the the practical steps, I guess, in terms of creating that aspirational desire what are some some things that we can be doing in our business in order to create that that feeling for other people yeah for me it's really looking at that future pacing so for example I always talk about jazz hands, which you'll know, is that sometimes we get bogged down into the tactics and the actions and the doing. And when we want to build aspirational desire, we have to take our potential clients on a journey of who they want to be, not now, but in the next like two, three, four years. So when I have aspirational desire, it's for somebody who is creating or reflecting who I see myself as in the next few years. They are talking about higher level things of the energy that I want to bring. So, for example, they might be talking about the thinking that I need to have at that level. They might be talking about the kind of person and impact and energy I want to create in my space. So it's not like, you know, the tactics of doing it, it's more the bigger vision thinking of how I see myself, yeah? And so if you can talk to me about how I want to see myself in the future, then you're going to become that aspirational desire for me. So a lot mm-hmm. of times when I talk about, you know, Amplify or, you know, having that impact 
on your audience, having that impact in the world, being able to contribute to the charities that you want, being somebody who stands on a stage and inspires hundreds or thousands or 10 people, whatever that is, the more that I talk about that, there's somebody that's sitting there that's like, oh my gosh, I want that. Like, I want that for myself. I want that for my future. I know that I've got it in me. They may not be there yet. But by me talking about what is possible, I become more of their aspirational desire. So from a practical perspective, you've got to really know who you're speaking to. You've got to really know their deep desires and what it is that they want. And I think sometimes we're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I can work with so many people. There's so many people that I can work with. But I'm always talking about naming and claiming your audience. And a really great question that my recent, my marketing um, company recently asked me was describe, describe your client, describe how they feel, describe what they want, describe like how they would maybe, you know, talk about themselves as well. And I just sat down and I wrote this long thing about who she is, because I work mainly with women, who she is, what she wants, what she dreams about. Um, you know, what her big vision and desire is, the impact that she wants to have. So as a practical exercise, I think that's an amazing thing to do because if you can really start to future pace like what your client wants and talk about it at a much higher level outside of the tactics, you will captivate their imagination and also their deep desire for what they want for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think we do tend to, and this is going back to sort of a a copywriting perspective, particularly from a tactical perspective, we get so focused on, I need to talk to people about their pain points and their problems. But the problem that that I have with that and the problem that I think what happens is that actually when you're trying to reach clients and you're trying to maybe reach some of those more advanced level clients, you actually really need to be speaking more to that aspirational desire than the pain points because it's a far more empowered way to, to talk to your ideal clients, you know, talking about like the opportunities for them and the growth and the um, desires that they have. Speaking to those things is going to help you to obviously draw those clients to you that that's what they're going after, really. But I think that there is such a focus from a messaging and a copy perspective on the pain points and the problems. But actually what that does in a way is it almost disempowers people because it kind of makes people feel like, oh, but when you're actually speaking to the aspirational side, it's far more motivating and empowering and far more, I think, magnetic, really, isn't it? Mm. Because that's that's really going to get people thinking, yes, I can do this. You know, I can do this. I can be this. I can embody this. And that's that's just a much nicer way to communicate with people and to draw people into your community. Yeah, and I think it's the energy around it as well. So, you know, when we are in pain, when we are struggling with something, we are already in that negative place. We're like, I can't do this. This is hard. I can't figure it out. Like you're already there. And so, you know, one of the things that I talk about is the, I I sort of say 70-30. So I would think about 
with your message and with the things you talk about, is it the carrot or the stick? So when you talk about pain points, it's like the stick and this is hard and you're struggling with this and these are all your problems and this is where you are, you know, all that sort of thing. Whereas the 70% desire, so it's not that you don't talk about the pain points, but it is that shift. Somebody doesn't want to sit and wallow in their pain. And so whilst you can kind of give them, you know, if you're really struggling to be profitable and pay yourself, what's possible is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Like this is all of the desired amazing outcomes. You could be paying yourself more. You could control more of what's happening with your money. You could give to charities. You could support other women in business. You could be, you know, investing back into your business. You could be like all of these amazing things. And so that's what's going to really magnetize and draw people into you. So I think that it's so important for us to think about what is the energy that we want to create and what is the energy that we want our community to live in? Is it a pain-driven energy or is it a desire aspirational energy? And I think that's something where I try and create a positive energy for my clients to live in. Even though we coach on the pain and we coach on the struggles, we're always focusing on what is that bigger desire for ourselves and what's that bigger vision? And then let's talk about how we get there. So rather yeah. than just the pain points. Exactly. I think yeah, it's about about making sure that people feel like there is a way out of that that pain or that problem. Yeah. And it's, you know, saying, yep, you can have all of this and these are the steps that we can take to get you to these particular points. So I think you're right in terms of, making sure you're clear how you want your ideal clients to feel at every stage of engagement with you as well. Because I think that there's that saying, isn't there? And I cannot remember for the life of me who said it around um, your, your clients or your audience, they'll remember how you make them feel, you know? And so that's what we always essentially need to be thinking about is, is, how are we making the people in our community feel? Are we making them feel like anything is possible for them or are we keeping them stuck in that that sort of bog of, you know, yeah. despair essentially? So I love the speaking to the aspirational desire. And so in terms of the done energy, so what would you say from again from a practical perspective around people can do to to get to the point where they're creating that brand that really makes someone go yep I'm done like that's that's it you are the person for me yeah absolutely so before we jump into that so Maya Angelou said people will forget what you say but they won't forget how you make them feel I love that (laughs) I love that that's so good Uh, And so when it comes to done energy, one of the key things around it is around naming and claiming your audience. So when you speak directly to me, when you say things that I personally identify with in a very deep way, then I know that you're my person. So done energy is 100% knowing that this is like, this is my person. Why? Because Things like, you know, when I say, if you're a doer, if you're somebody who wants to make a big impact, if you want to have a podcast, speak on stage, have a group program, like you want to become 
a leader in your industry and you love to, you know, really build communities uh, where you're the carer and the shepherd of that community and you want to inspire people with your thought leadership and what it is that you do and all the other things that I say, there'll be somebody that's sitting out there going, yes, 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 absolutely yes. And it's like I'm ticking boxes for them because I'm being so specific with who I work with and who this is for. And when you can tick more boxes for the types of clients that you want to work with, they'll just be like, I know that you're my person and I'm done. Like this is, I, you're, what I, you're exactly what I need. And so I think that sometimes we're scared to be specific. So sometimes I'll say to a client, I'm like, so who exactly do you, like, tell me about them. Tell me about their desires. Tell me about their personality. Tell me about their big vision. Tell me about all of those these things. And sometimes people will be like, well, I work with women. I work with women in business. I work, I'm like, what stage of business are they at? They're like, well, I could work with people at lots of different stages. <laughs> so you can yeah. potentially, if we go into products and services specifically, then having a very direct message where you are not, you know, you're not holding anything back or you're not kind of being generic, that creates a done energy because then the right clients will be like, I am all in on you. And then you'll have other people who are unsure, but just through that process of you saying, and you want this and you want that, and this is who you want to be and how you want to be. They're kind of like now on the journey where they're like, I didn't know I wanted that. But now that you've literally said it to me, actually, I do. So you'll have people who are already there and looking for their guide. If we talk about story brand, you know, um, looking for their guide. And you'll have others who didn't even know that they wanted you as their guide. But now they're like, oh, hang on a sec. I didn't know I wanted that, but actually I do. And so you've got people who are now coming kind of up to knowing that. And so that's, I think specificity helps with creating done energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think specificity is um, so underrated. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think when you're actually trying to develop your message and develop that magnetic magic, you've kind of got to go deep, like you said, into the desires of the people you want. So for me, I don't care if somebody's 27 or they're 45, they've got a desire to have a bigger impact, to be known, to be a leader, doesn't matter what their age is. And so really diving into that and maybe speaking to a 27-year-old, speaking to a 45-year-old and listening and seeing, are their messages the same? Are the things they desire the same? Or do I tweak those sort of those desire messages? And so for me, it's always about knowing your audience and it's about having real conversations and having deep conversations. And I think that that is something that we don't do enough. So sometimes we might do it when we need something like, oh, well, let's speak to a couple of people. But it's something that I have done for years, like listening, like really listening when somebody sends me a message, when I'm in a conversation, what is the language that they're using? And even more recently, somebody said to me, I feel like I'm courageous, but I constantly live in fear. Mm. And to, and 
it was like a passing, it was like a conversation, but it was a passing comment. And that just stuck in my brain. And I thought, how can I talk more to this? Because it's like, well, I'm doing things. And so it's it's almost like how, you know, somebody might define being courageous. Well, I'm doing things. I'm doing things that are that are hard. But are we still living in fear constantly as we're doing those things? And I don't know. This is now something I want to explore a little bit. But just by listening to where my clients, my, as we say, ideal clients, are at and the things that they're thinking and the things that they're saying, how do I dive more into that to really understand it? Because if I can connect with that message and I can expand it, there might be a hundred other clients that feel, potential clients who feel the same. And so language is always evolving. You know, stuff that we've been talking about for the last few years, it's time to change and elevate that. I even said to you recently, Haley, that I did a launch um, and it didn't go as well as I wanted to it to. And what I realized is that my message that I've been using for the last few years, a lot of other people are using that now. And so that's really detracted from that message being magnetic, from that message landing. And so I now need to evolve that and think what is the language now for it? And it's only through listening to our clients and having those deeper conversations that we can continue to evolve the message that is relevant for now, that is relevant for what clients are feeling or potential clients or our community are feeling and experiencing now. And also for us to be those leaders, to almost be talking about language that has not yet been defined or has not yet been expressed. Sometimes we believe that we're not different and so we go and we look at everybody else's website and I think one of the other big things about you becoming magnetic is the belief that you have in yourself Mm -hmm. around what I have is unique, what I talk about is different, the clients I work with are just for me. And so those are thoughts that I have. It was interesting because my marketing agency was like, so, um, you know, the people who you've put down as your potential competitors, like what products and services do they have? What's their message? I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea what their products and services are. I have no idea what their message is. There are other business coaches who are kind of in my circle. I don't follow them. I don't read their stuff. I'm like, that's a preservation thing for me. Yeah, because I sit in the belief that what I have is unique, that what I create is unique, that I am different, like just me feeling into all those things and really protecting my space, it means that I just don't, I'm just not in like their words and their worlds basically. And that really helps my belief with creating unique things that I believe will be magnetic to my clients. And I think that, you know, I've listened to Brené Brown, I've listened to Elizabeth Gilbert, I've listened to Brooke, um, and they're all pretty much the same. It's kind of like we can learn from different people, but select who you learn from because, You've got to also allow yourself the space. Don't be a constant consumer. You've got to allow Mm. yourself the space to consume and be inspired, but also have a whole lot of space for you to create and be unique and different 
and for you to create those magnetic messages and the energy of drawing and magnetizing the people that you want. So it's almost like the 30-70 rule again, consume 30% of the time to inspire you and to challenge your thinking, but leave yourself a whole lot of room to create things that are really unique and amazing. Yeah, I love that. Really love that. And um, I think just as we begin to sort of wrap up now, I know you have got an amazing event coming up in November. And I've heard that you've got some (laughs) fantabulous speakers. So do you want to tell um, us a little bit about the event that you've got coming up? Yeah, absolutely. I know I've got the best speakers. So on the 23rd of November this year, 2022, we are having Magnetic Mastery in Melbourne uh, at the Prince in St Kilda, which is next to the beach. It's beautiful. But the reason that I wanted to create this event is because so often, and once again, from listening to a lot of my community and clients, we go to these events and they're they're amazing. We've got a lineup of speakers. We've got a lineup of, you know, successful people who have made millions and millions of dollars and, um, you know, done it a particular way. And we sit and we listen to them at these conferences and we're like, oh, that's amazing. And we write lots of notes and then we go away. And my community have said, I go to these things and I listen and I feel inspired and then I don't do anything with it. And so I wanted to create an event that was all about you all about the clients that are going to come to this event. And I want to talk more about, you know, a little bit of what we talked about today, but a lot of different things on how you truly master your magnetism. And I'm going to be talking a lot about mindset and how you show up in a much bigger way and really step into the big belief that you are capable of creating whatever it is that you want to create. So we're going to be going through that and we're going to have like at your table is going to be your little mastermind. We're going to have talking circles. We're going to be contributing in the room as well. So this is an interactive and very like client-focused event. And then obviously, Haley, you're going to be speaking (laughs) all about bringing that fierce message to life as well. Once again, we're workshopping. You're going to be testing your messages as well. So I always say, you know, I was at a storytelling event and, and the guy said, your message can only be honed when it's witnessed. So we're going to be witnessing each other in this space of creating the deep belief the magnetic message as well. And then we've also got Amy Bell, who is an NLP and high performance coach. And she's going to be talking about how we align the decisions that we make, how we really feel into our bodies and ourselves, because so often we're so disconnected that we're looking outside of ourselves for all the answers. We're looking at what everybody else is doing and we're not actually leaning into listening quietly to ourselves because a lot of times we have the answers that we need. And so she's going to take us through a really practical exercise of how you start to lean more into asking yourself those questions and knowing the answers as well. So it's going to be such a powerful day for clients that come along. And then we're going to finish it off with a Christmas party as well in the evening. So we're going to have the day event Uh, And then we're going to have a break and then we're going to have the Bold Business Christmas party and it's going to be amazing. And so it's really like a whole, whole day all about you, celebrating you, talking to you and looking at what you want 
Um, and I just think it's going to be an incredible day of connection as mm. well. So yes. building relationships and, yeah, I just can't wait for it. I just wanted it to be something really different and something where you walk away going, I believe so deeply in everything that I'm about to create and do and yeah. I have the tools to be able to do it. Exactly. That's Yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? Because you're right. So so often we do go to these events and we sit there and we take lots of notes and then we think, yes, I'm fired up, I'm excited, I'm going to go and, and put these things into place. But then we leave the event, we go back to our lives, you know, client work comes in and we kind of get stuck back in the the daily business life and we we don't end up putting a lot of that those learnings into action and mm. also we don't necessarily have the tools um or resources or knowledge in terms of okay well how do I now take these these next steps so I think having an event where you're actually you know, not just learning, but you're doing at the yeah. same time and you're talking it through with people and, you know, really starting to take that action so that you've got kind of that clearer pathway going forwards when you leave the event. Um, so you can start getting out there in that way that you really want to be seen. Um, yeah, I think is is going to be really amazing. So I'm super excited to be part of that as well and cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, so good. It's going to be awesome. So yeah, if anybody wants to check it out, you can just go to suzechadwick.com forward slash MM for Magnetic Mastery and you'll get all the details there. But yeah, I can't wait. We're a few months away as we're recording this and it's going to be summer. Well, it's going to be end of spring here in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if anybody that's either in Melbourne or somebody who's outside of Melbourne, it's, you know, come for a long weekend. It's going to be such a beautiful place and a beautiful time together. So can't wait. And just so just to wrap up, I have three final questions to ask you that I ask all my guests. And so when it comes to being fierce in business, what does that mean to you? Being fierce in business is knowing yourself well enough to manage yourself to create what you want. So it's not even an external thing. It's an internal thing. It's what do I want? And if there are blocks there, how do I shift them and break through things like fear, like imposter syndrome, like all the things that we experience to truly step into what I want to create and who I want to be? Yeah, beautiful. And what impact are you trying to make through your business? For me, it's that. It's helping women to do more of that. You know, I always talk about my purpose, which is supporting women to become bold and powerful voices in their industry and claim their space with courage and confidence. And it was, you know, when we were in a discussion recently at an event and one of one of the uh, one of the ladies there, she just said, I just, you know, I just want to step up and be more courageous. And I know that I want to like share my vision more and I just want to claim my space. And I kind of kind of reiterated back to her my purpose of like what I do and I'm like so you want to claim your space with confidence and courage which is what I talk about all the time I think sometimes we can say things over and over again and they can lose their impact and meaning but for me that's what I lean into every day if I can help a client to truly I mean what does it mean to claim your space you are Mm -hmm. 
you know, stepping up in a big way. You have massive belief. You are, you know, creating a message that has true impact. You are, you know, fearlessly going out there and attracting your audience. Like it's a small thing to say, but it's a big thing to do. Like claim your space with confidence and courage. To me, that like gives me shivers when I think about clients who are like, like stuff this, I am all in, like, let's go, let's do it. So that is the community that I'm building. Amazing. And what's one piece of advice you've been given that would, that's made an impact on how you do business? So it is, (laughs) I just talk about this all the time. It is big magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. Your only job is to create. It is not your job to care about how it's received or what people say about it. We just have to create and put it out into the world and let it be what it's going to be because so often we have so many expectations and restrictions and thoughts around what we create. Like, are people going to like it? What if somebody doesn't agree? Does this sound okay? And our only job is to allow ourselves to create and put it out into the world and let it go and it will do its thing and then continue to create. So get rid of the restrictions, get rid of all of the preconceived ideas and the doubtful thoughts. Just create and just let it be what it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Hurrah. That's amazing. I've loved this conversation so much. So thank you so much for sharing your lovely wisdom and knowledge. And where can people come and stalk you should they want to be, you know, absorbed into your magnetic magic? (laughs) You can find me at Suze Chadwick on all socials, but I hang out on Instagram the most and you can come and say hi. Uh, Otherwise, suzechadwick.com is where you'll be able to find everything, including the event and all the different ways you can connect with me. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Hayley. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. I'd love to know what your key takeaways from it are. And remember, you're always, always welcome to DM me with your thoughts and feedback about the podcast on Instagram at the Hayley Maxwell. And of course, if you loved it, I'd really love you to share it in your stories. So just take a screenshot of it and tag me in it so that others can also find it. They can hop in and take a listen too. Now, before I head off, I also want to let you know about a brand new free resource I've got for you. I'm really excited about this. It's called Become Wildly Unforgettable, and it's packed with eight ideas to help you rise above the noise and claim your powerful position as a memorable and recognized expert in your industry. So if that sounds of interest to you, I invite you to go on over to www.hayleymaxwell.com forward slash wildly hyphen unforgettable, and then you can grab it right there. And as always, if you don't want to miss out on future episodes, hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast player. And so until next time, go forth and be fierce.